is Brock Purdy really just the same guy as Jimmy Garoppolo? Are we going to have five more years of this? Or is there something else? The differences between Jimmy G and Brock Purdy coming up on today's live edition of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BB Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube at the notification so you know when we go live like shows like this. And you can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by... FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Okay, so there was a video that dropped over the weekend, maybe on Friday, Croc, and it was by Alex Rollins, and uh, he does a lot of great videos, and he basically said, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy are pretty much the same guy, so 49ers fans that are expecting a lot more than Jimmy G maybe might be somewhat disappointed and it uh it it got a lot of the 49ers fans into a fervor and of course when anything like that happens crock uh, we get hit with dms we get hit with tweets people asking us our opinion what do you think what's going on here uh someone will say uh someone will say come get your boy someone else will say um this guy's right on right so uh, we get the full spectrum as always like and especially with this quarterback position we've been dealing with this for a few years now with the 49ers and so what do you think is is Brock Purdy just Jimmy G 2.0? I, I think the video are, first of all, let's, let's talk about that. Just the, the, the question that you asked. I think in, in the way that they win, it's very, they are sim, more similar than I think people assume. Now, obviously, and as the video pointed out, there is one kind of, I don't want to say glaring difference, but one thing that's a little bit more noticeable and that's Brock Purdy's not a statue in the pocket. And I think that's very clear. But just in the sense of how they win and how I feel like teams probably prepare for them, I think that's very similar. The areas that they went in, very similar. I mean, he had all the stats. That, that's the hard thing, right? I can give my opinion. You can give your opinion. He had a lot of numbers that backed it up. And not just numbers of completion percentage and, you know, touchdowns or whatever, right? I mean, he's talking about, really all levels of the field and what they do. And then the uptick in certain things, like I, I want to say it was like the deep ball or something like that. And it wasn't as much of a difference as I think a lot of people would assume. So there were a lot of other areas and we can definitely get into the, the details of a lot of it. But overall, I think it showed that they are very similar style type quarterbacks. When And this is what's, uh, I don't, was it Mark Twain maybe that said it, uh, that there's lies, damn lies and statistics. And you can make numbers tell almost any story you want. And one of the things that we both do crock and where we kind of shine is we, is we look at things with a little bit of a scout's eye and we like to, to watch the film and, and the, the game tells us the story. We watch it on the field and that tells us the whole story. And usually when you hear a stat, you're like, yeah, that stat makes sense because I watched the thing happen on the field and that's kind of what I saw. And then sometimes, you know, some stats do surprise you, but just look at some of the numbers here in 2022 Brock versus Jimmy. Um, 
there was 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. Identical, right? Quarterback rating 108 for Brock, 103 for Jimmy G. 67.1% completion for Brock, 67.2% completion for, for Jimmy G. We're talking 0.1 completion percentage off. Uh, 8.3 yards per attempt for Brock, 7.9 yards per attempt for Jimmy G. 7.8 average depth of target for Brock Purdy, 7.3 average depth of char- target. So, you know, just, uh, just, a, just a tick more on the yards per attempt and the depth of target, but not a lot. And very similar numbers. There were uh, another number he referenced, which were very identical for, uh, for I guess, very identical. Uh, it, it's either identical or very close, right? So <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, um, completion percentage over uh over estimated right it's like what basically based on where how open a player is and where on the field you're targeting and down a distance and all these things and and if you're under pressure if you're not under pressure what is the likelihood for you to complete this pass and and they were very similar there and not just very similar i think they were like one and two in the nfl and they were both one and two in the nfl right yeah so um so jimmy being one i want to say brock being I think Brock won Jimmy too, but again, very similar. So when you consider all these things and you consider the numbers and we watched the games, Croc, I didn't come away thinking Brock and Jimmy were necessarily that similar or played that similar, but I also think that they weren't that far off. And I do think that things went so well for Brock Purdy that you can't expect it to look exactly the same as that going forward. And we saw that with Jimmy Garoppolo with his small sample when he showed up on the scene in 2017. Everyone got really excited. He got a big contract. He's like, oh my gosh, this looks so much different, so much better. And then he's like, okay, he's just a, he's a guy, you know, he's pretty good. And, and so there's, there's, there's actually a lot of takeaways from this video and just from this idea a uh, big Des in the chat says their numbers are very similar. Jimmy gets criticized because bonehead turnovers and, major overthrow a major overthrow one big throw in the super bowl that he missed is going to haunt yeah his his career um so I, I this is the way i put it back in december and i don't think anything's changed for me this is in the middle of brock's run it was basically like look jimmy garoppolo is a pretty good player and, and probably gets un, unnecessarily criticized by a lot of fans by the haters quote unquote um he's not perfect and i do think the 49ers should and did and 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 needed to try to see if they could get somebody better than than Jimmy Garoppolo. But if you take Jimmy Garoppolo and you make him just a little bit more aggressive, and then you give him another weapon out of the backfield where he can he can check down and and maybe not make as many forced throws into that short to intermediate range of the field and, and not have to operate in just that tiny little area of the field, which by the way throws. Uh, 10 to 19 yards, intermediate range of the field. Brock Purdy's completion percentage was something like 80%, right? The best ever. The best, yeah, best in the league, best ever. It's all time. It's a number that's not sustainable, essentially. So what Brock was doing was kind of unsustainable for how he was playing. And we've talked about that. We watched the tape. You you watched the games. He's doing some weird stuff, maybe bailing out of the back door when he didn't need to. Some interceptions that that didn't get caught in in all of those types of things, right? Maybe some throws that, that you would want to have back. But all that to be said, if you took Jimmy Garoppolo, took away some of the interceptions, made him a little bit more aggressive, and made him a little younger and healthier with a cheap contract, that's a really good quarterback and a really valuable quarterback. And I think that's exactly what Brock Purdy is. Well, Alex, also, you talk about taking away some of the interceptions. He pointed out some of the interceptable passes and showed 
uh, areas where he was tricked and the defenders just dropped the ball. So I don't know how you factor that in. I mean, again, P Patrick Mahomes throws the most interceptable passes in the NFL. So it's not like Brock Purdy's the only quarterback that had passes dropped that where he was able to, uh, you know, where you kind of try to point to that stat or whatever. But I think it does show that he is not immune to making some of the decisions that Jimmy Garoppolo made. And, and that this is us talking about those two guys. So I think, you know, you talk about not turning the ball over as much, but whether it's that 10 to 19 range where he was 80% and Rollins is like, you know, I expect to drop off. Maybe there isn't, right? Because a part of this is Brock Purdy is a rookie with no real offseason coming in and playing that well. You know, now my, I don't want to say pushback on that is, but I like, like Mac Jones. And I remember when the 49ers potentially drafted Mac Jones, I'm like, how much better is Mac Jones going to be? But I did know this. I felt like, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people in this chat probably feel strongly about this as well. Mac Jones could come in and operate this offense as well, if not maybe even a little bit better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I felt like that the whole time. That just wasn't the goal, right? But I know we're going to continue to kind of mm -hmm. get to that. That's really important. And I want to talk about the Jimmy side of this thing and then finish up with the Brock Purdy side of this thing. And, and are we being a little disrespectful to how good Jimmy Garoppolo was and what that means to have someone very close and very similar to Jimmy Garoppolo going forward? And then um, and, and how good can Brock Purdy be for the San Francisco 49ers ultimately is what we're trying to figure out here. So we'll get to that next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel right now during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Not much time left for the NBA playoffs that might be wrapping up very soon. And how about the NHL? playoffs as well of course major league baseball all summer long to get you to football season and there is no shortage of football bets you can already make rookies of the year coaches of the year uh win totals over and under it's 10 and a half right now for your san francisco 49ers i think croc and i both kind of like the over on that one of course they got to get that good quarterback play and that 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 uh that good version of 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 Brock Purdy that we saw in the season last year, or maybe the good version of a couple other quarterbacks on the roster is what we might get to start the year. All you got to do is visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the NBA. So one of the big takeaways from Alex Rollins video that, that got everybody riled up is not uh, the the whole point of the video I don't think was to say oh man Jimmy sucks and guess what Brock Purdy just sucks too. I think the point was actually Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good and it's not putting somebody down to say that another quarterback is is maybe very similar and I think an even bigger point beyond the Garoppolo thing is that they're both running Kyle Shanahan's offense. So the best quarterback in the world it's probably not going to look that much different because this is Kyle's offense. And that was my major takeaway because a lot of people were, and I looked at the comments in his YouTube video and I mean, they're just like, oh man. And again, the biggest takeaway, of course, is Brock Purdy did it as a rookie as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo who years in the system, even though, you know, essentially rookie quote unquote version yeah. of 
Jimmy G came in and played exceptionally well. Um, also, and I would actually, and, and I would like to go, I would like a step further and, and kind of go back and look at what Garoppolo's 2017 end of season numbers looked like versus Purdy's end of 2022 numbers, right? Because that's a little bit more similar. Shows up, even has less time in the scheme, but was a was a veteran quarterback of a couple of years already at that point, not a rookie quarterback. Because that was like that was the same vibe, and, and that's why we've we've kind of talked about. Man, it would be nice to see Trey Lance play a month just to play this out, just to see what Trey Lance is before you crown Brock Purdy. Because we've seen how this has gone with with Jimmy Garoppolo, and our 49ers fans gonna be disappointed if Brock Purdy isn't averaging, you know, isn't completing eighty percent of his intermediate passes the rest of his career, right? Like if it doesn't look quite as good as it looked at the end of last year, our 49ers fans gonna be disappointed in Brock Purdy, even if he's still really good and, and even better than what Garoppolo was. Yeah. Big takeaway was I felt like it was more about defending Jimmy Garoppolo than trying to put down Brock Purdy. But I think people that are really, I don't want to say crowning Brock Purdy, but saying, hey, this is the guy, they're going to take it as you are kind of, you know, a slight towards him. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I always felt was like a good quarterback. And I started to talk about Mac Jones. I felt like if Mac Jones came into this offense, he would run it efficiently. I think he would run it very well. But what's the upside from that? Which is why you didn't take, you know, Mac Jones in the top five, right? Like how much better? So when you look at Brock Purdy and and within the scheme, exceptional. Remember back in 2017 or that offseason, what did Jalen Ramsey say? Do you remember that? Because I got asked with a question where where someone said, he, essentially he was trying to ask me, are teams game planning for Brock Purdy or Kyle Shanahan? And I'm like, I think they're game planning for Kyle Shanahan. And if you remember 2017, Jimmy Garoppolo against the Jaguars, Jalen Ramsey in the offseason, I think he was in GQ, whatever it was. He had this uh, interview and he was like, man, it ain't Jimmy G slicing this up. It was Kyle Shanahan's scheme. And I think some of the players that even play against Brock Purdy, while they'll probably respect him, I think more people are fearful of Kyle Shanahan than they are whoever the quarterback is right now on the 49ers roster with him playing. I agree. It Didn't Ramsey talk even more trash about Garoppolo when they had the – there was a joint practice. Wait, what, no, they didn't joint practice with the Rams. What was the joint practice? Was that the the Vikings a couple of years ago? There was a joint practice where people like making fun of Jimmy on the other I think team. The Broncos, because he threw like five interceptions in a row or something. <laughs> oh, those Broncos. Okay. Uh, we got Dustin in the chat here, and he says Jimmy had way uh, a way worse team, but he was like six five TD to INT. And I think that's the part right there. If you just look at the touchdown and interceptions, that doesn't paint the story of how well Jimmy played because. In all the other metrics of stuff that kind of equates to wins, right? Just yards per uh, pass, yards per drive, points per drive, all those things, uh, completion percentage. Jimmy was number one in the NFL. It was like number one and number two uh, during that stretch. So he like he didn't have the touchdown numbers, and obviously you see five picks, but the the play on a consistent basis was at a very high level. Ian says Ramsey should know he saw enough defeats. Just throwing some shit out there. Uh, yeah, so in, in very interesting. In the end, like the to to sort of as it pertains to Jimmy versus Brock. Do you think they're really similar, Croc? Do you do you think that they're like in the end we'll look back and be like, oh man, they just got a younger, cheaper Jimmy Garoppolo? 
I think the way they win is very similar. Now, again, the the big difference when you just watch them is Purdy is more mobile. And then it's just how much more mobile, like how much more of a difference does that make on a consistent basis? Because I don't think you're saying, oh, Brock Purdy's back there. He's going to run for 40, 50 yards. Like, like, let's say even like a Daniel Jones, right? Like Daniel Jones ran for 700 something yards. You have to truly account for Daniel Jones running ability. I don't think people are accounting for Purdy's running ability or even like a Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes isn't any type of like legit, like running quarterback, but you have to account for, he will take off for 20 yards, right? Like you, we just see it. We just saw it in the Super Bowl where he took off for like 40 yards, you know, one of the backbreaking plays, right? Well, I don't think Purdy's going to do that. So there is a more mobility aspect of it. How much more than Jimmy is it to make a huge difference in how they're viewed? And that's the part where, as of right now, and again, we're talking about a rookie, and he can always prove to be much more than whatever we saw as a rookie. Uh, that's the part where I think they'll kind of forever be more similar than not. It's strange, too, because Brock Purdy didn't play like a rookie, and it seemed like he had a, had a really amazing grasp of the offense compared to where a rookie quarterback would normally be, and specifically for a Kyle Shanahan offense. Now, there's definitely some things he could get better at. So Brock Purdy could be even better than he was last year. Now there's the elbow on top of it as well. Um, but I, the, just the whole like, oh, second year in the offense. I don't know if that's necessarily the leap that that Brock Purdy would make this year. He, he you know, he, he didn't have a normal offseason. He's, he's getting metal, mental reps. He'll have some sort of ability to participate it looks like in training camp but it's not a, a normal offseason it's year two so we'll have a better grasp of the offense i'm sure but it seemed like he had a pretty good grasp of the offense last year like the most striking thing i remember hearing him hearing brock purdy say was after i think it was the tampa game and the reporter asked him basically like why how are you doing this what's going on he's like i just i just do what the coach tells me to do <laughs> you know and so in the end like you know it's just it's kyle shanahan's offense and it's funny because the 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 there's a blame game when things go bad and everyone hates Jimmy Garoppolo, but there's a credit game when everything goes good. And it's like, oh, well, the good stuff was because of Shanahan and McCaffrey. Bad stuff was because of Garoppolo, right? And then with Brock Purdy, he comes in and it's like, oh, Brock Purdy's great, but is it because of Kyle Shanahan or is it because Chris McCaffrey was there? Is Chris McCaffrey only, is is he better now because it's Shanahan? Or is McCaffrey better because there's better offense around him and there's other weapons and people teams can't, uh, teams can't, focus on him as much, you know? So it's like this whole, this whole credit blame game that happens around Kyle Shanahan team. And it's strange because you, you never know where to give credit. You never know where to give hate. And any given week, week five last year, we have listeners telling us that it's time to fire Kyle Shanahan, right? Yeah. It's a championship game in the end. So it's it's pretty amazing what, what's gone on with the quarterback position. And and really, um, you know, we'll get to more Brock Purdy next. I want to put that question out there. And, and I want to ask you in the chat as well is like, how good can Brock Purdy be? How good do we expect him to be? But as far as the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff, and we haven't talked a lot of Jimmy recently, and he's on another team now and already hurt with the, <laughs> with the Las Vegas Raiders. But man, uh, I, I think there is a lot of, there's a lot more Jimmy disrespect than than that should be out there because he was a pretty good quarterback. He was imperfect, of course, but if you're looking for perfection, I think fans are always going to be disappointed and be pointing their finger at the quarterback and, and 
and not like something about it. Yeah, and, and Jimmy took that. And I think the biggest part was probably he, he did not play very well in the playoffs. And I think that was the biggest ding against him overall, in my opinion. All right, I'm already seeing some NBA comparisons to uh, what kind of a player Brock Purdy is. He's definitely a point guard, I think. So uh, how good can Brock Purdy, be, Brock Purdy be next? Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. And shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show coming at you daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network myself and former NFL scout Matt Williamson covering the entire league. All right, we got uh, Brock is Nikola Jokic. We got Brock is Austin Reeves. Two very different players there. Uh, 100% Austin Reeves. 100%. Oh, no, I think that's disrespectful to Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's a point guard. I'm not going to go Steph Curry necessarily, but... I mean, I'm talking like if you're if you're like hoping that Brock Purdy's the dude and what we saw at the end of last year, that's him. He's going to keep being that. I mean, you're talking Steve Nash. You're talking uh, maybe John Stockton, right? You're, you're not talking Steph Curry. You're not talking big time score necessarily, but you're talking about a big time facilitator that that controls the game with the ball in his hands. Have you watched Austin Reeves? People better. I've watched some Austin Reeves. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 Brock. I mean, the way he carries himself. I mean, he's fired up. He's running down the court saying, "I'm him." I mean, he's you know he's okay. telling the guys they're too little, right? Like he has that vibe about him. It's funny watching him because as he's doing it, it's like, well, he's not faster, or quicker than anyone. <laughs> so it's, I always watch like, man, how's Austin Reeves doing this? But he's just really good and he plays good basketball and right now you know it sounds like he's going to get like a four-year 80 million dollar contract and he might not be able to get that from the los angeles lakers he's going to get it somewhere but the way he carries himself his role in the team whereas like reeves is never like you don't have to be the guy let ad be the guy let lebron be the guy you know but he's a big key and piece to the puzzle and i, I think that's really essentially uh, uh austin reeves Twin Empire says Kyle is the point guard, Brian. Okay. There you go. I'll accept that. Austin Reeves. Uh, Purdy doesn't have Austin Reeves' emo hair, though. Purdy, <laughs> I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I got to say, I gotta say <laughs> this, is, this is the dumbest thing I've maybe ever said on the podcast. I was disappointed. OTAs, minicamp, seeing uh, year two, Purdy, seeing year, what year are we on? Three, Trey Lance, in both their hair game. I thought they both needed to visit the visit the barber. Purdy still got like the second grader haircut going on, and 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 Lance, you know, he's he's, he's, got, he's like he's trying to hang on to something that I think you know he needs to follow my guy, uh, my guy Eric Crocker's yeah. lead. Like, if if let's say Trey Lance showed up, or and maybe he he, he does at camp. If if Trey Lance shows up day one of training camp, dicked it completely off, bald. And he's like, let's go. I'm I'm a new dude. I'm Trey Lance 2.0. Would you look at him differently as as what he's gonna be as a quarterback? No. <laughs> I would Harry go do it, man. I would, say, I, I would I would be like, okay, let's go. He's he's ready. He's ready for this. Right. Oh well, I guess the way you're viewing it, it's right now I'm pretty sure the hair is probably an insecurity of his, right? Like just how it is. 
and it's probably tough on them. But or, once you shave it off, it's like, man, I don't care about any of that. I'm here to ball. So right. I guess if you look at it that way, I guess. And maybe he's maybe it's not caring. Because I'm sure he's hearing some chirping from people. 100%. What if Purdy showed up straight bald? Just shaved it off. Real uh, Matt Hasselback vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not even losing his hair either. He's got a full loaf of bread out there. He doesn't need to. Uh, he doesn't need to do anything. All right. Uh, so Brock Purdy, Wait, Matt Hasselback, uh, lost the Super Bowl, right? Seahawks. Is that a good comp for Purdy, Matt Hasselback? Well, I'm just thinking. You know, is I see somebody in the chat say Drew Brees. You know, smart and accurate, and it's like, well, it's, Matt it's, Hasselback played some good ball. Yeah, the- he did. He he was a good NFL quarterback. Um, I, I would Breeze is kind of like what you're hoping. You're hoping Purdy is Montana Drew Breeze, right? And there was some there was some times where you're like, is this is this what this guy's gonna be? And that there's there's still some disbelief for me. I'm watching him dice some teams up and, and playing really well as a rookie, and we're like, what is going on? Right? Like that was my reaction. What has happened? What are we watching right now? Is is this Drew Breeze? Right? Is this Joe Montana? Joe Montana wasn't the biggest armed guy, right? He wasn't a, a physically imposing figure, but man, he he ran Bill Walsh's offense to perfection and touch and anticipation. And, and those are the things that I think Brock Purdy can build on. And Brock Purdy was a heck of a lot better as a rookie than Joe Montana was as a rookie. He was better than Joe Montana was in year two, I think. I think year three is really when Joe Montana took off. No, it was year two they were, let's see, what, 79, 81? Yeah, year three they went to the Super Bowl, 81. 79 is his rookie year. Uh, but anyway, so I, I I can't put that on Brock Purdy yet. And I don't want to say he can't be Drew Brees, Joe Montana. Like, it, it's not impossible. But everything would have to go perfect. And and, and he's even more than than I expect right now. And uh, that would be pretty amazing. And, and how would that 49ers team look going forward with that, right? But in reality, like realistically, Croc, how good can Brock pretty be how good do you think how how, where do you think 49ers fans should be with Brock Purdy with expectations of what he should become I think really what he was last year you know and that was really good right and and I think there'll be uh almost like Alan Rollins was saying like hey I expect kind of a takedown in this area and maybe this area he doesn't expect the touchdowns to be at the same rate as it was last year. But even then, if Brock Purdy just plays exactly like I played last year, I think that's a damn good quarterback. Like, that's a, it's like you have a starting NFL quarterback. How good is that? You know, uh, as it pertains to the rest of the league, I think he'll still go into, you know, Kansas City or, you know, I don't know, even against LA or, you know, some of these teams and just be like, man, that like that other quarterback is going to be hard to kind of outduel him. But he's shown kind of this fire and confidence about himself and the, and the teammates' confidence in him where it's like, man, he can get the job done. It, it's just the – once the NFL – and I, I hate the whole like the NFL, they're going to have a film on them. But that – like what goes into that is really more so about getting him to do the things that he's uncomfortable doing. And when they do that, what does it look like? And they started to do that kind of in the playoffs. And that was one of the things that Alex Rollins pointed out, even with the Seattle Seahawks. And I think if you point to just the stats, and it's like, man, well, the dude damn near had five touchdowns. And, you know, I think he threw three, ran for another one, and, and I dropped one. You look at the stats, that says one thing. But if you're looking at it from a talent evaluation standpoint and some of the things he got away with, it's like, is it because of the, you know, it doesn't have the top tier 
talent, like or arm talent. And a lot of people say, well, that stuff doesn't matter, but it does. Because you look at certain things he got away with. Let's say the the play, the throw down the sideline to Jawan Jennings or off the play action. And he had a really kind of a big window to kind of throw that ball in. Man, that tailed hard inside. And it's like, man, you can't miss inside. Luckily, the digs, digs, the, the safety was looking at Jawan Jennings and not the ball because it was just went right to him, right? So, like, those are the things where I'm like, is that his arm or did he just kind of miss, you know? And if it's the arm, well, that's just always going to be him. Right. But then you can't really count on the DB to just consistently be eyeing the receiver and not the ball. So it's, it's, how much can he continue to get away with while being a little bit more limited? And that's the hard part. That's That's the thing that's harder to project. I mean, there were some balls that got away from him early in that Seahawks game where it could have easily been picked off. Yeah. Early in the Dallas Cowboy game where he hit Trevon Diggs in the hands and he don't drop picks and he dropped one in the red zone. It's a couple of plays where he's kind of trying to do too much as a playmaker. And that's one thing he has over Garoppolo is being a playmaker, but also kind of bailing out too soon at times, bailing out the back door. Are they going to have guys, you know, are, are they going to, is the scouting report going to tell teams to rush him differently because of that? So will he be more corralled? And if he gets happy feet, now he's running into trouble instead of running away from trouble. And some of those times is like, man, he narrowly got out of trouble. So he's not super athletic, but he's pretty quick in the pocket he's and out of the pocket. Yeah. And then so he gets going, but then like the guys, the 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 pass rusher is running him down. And he's and he's trying like heck to get somewhere where he can get a throw off just to throw the ball away, you know. And and if he doesn't, then that's a huge loss. And so there's some near misses on plays like that. His best play didn't even count. It was an incompletion. The one where he he uh, he got away from trouble and then found Ayuk in the end zone. Yeah, rolling back side. Yeah. Went fine by. That, I mean, shoot, that might have been play of the year. Play of the year. Even, I, think, I think it was still his best play, even though it was incomplete. Um, but he's a playmaker, and he can make some plays. Uh, but I think he needs to be a little bit better on schedule. And, and, and in the end, that's why he got hurt. He didn't get rid of the ball when he should have. He had Ayuk. Against the Eagles, he held on to it a tick too long. He got hit and he got injured. So uh, there's definitely some strides he can make to get better, but also he's probably going to regress to the mean a little bit with some of the other stuff that went so well for him last year, like completing 80% of his intermediate passes, which probably won't happen again. So I think he could, I think his numbers might not, when you look at a full season of Purdy, might not look as good as it did in the small sample last year with him even actually playing better. Right. And that's what I expect. But again, I still think it looks good. Like it I, looks I, good. I would assume for not a fans are going to be like, Oh, that's cool. They, the, the thing that they might be taken back by is it might just look more like Jimmy G. It, I think it was well, Jimmy G was winning games. Nobody had issues with him. That's why it's so crazy. How much hate, and you know, he, he got a lot of, I mean, he got some hate from, there's just certain people that are just kind of weird about this quarterback situation in general, no matter who's that quarterback. But they're, you know, they love Jimmy. Everybody loved Jimmy G until they didn't. And then it's, oh man, he's terrible. And then now if you compare him to Brock Purdy, it's it's a slight at Purdy. And I'm like, man, Jimmy played damn good. And I'll say it again, and, th- and this is where I'll end it today, is if you gave me a quarterback that's basically Jimmy G except a little bit more aggressive throwing the ball, maybe a little bit more playmaker athleticism and doesn't turn the ball over as much. And Oh yeah, probably is a little healthier, even though Brock's gotten hurt twice already in eight games and, uh, and is on a rookie contract. That's pretty darn good. That's a really valuable guy. So even being similar and a little better than Jimmy Garoppolo uh, could look a lot better in the win column for the 49ers. 
So we'll see. Year two, Brock Purdy, will he be healthy enough to start in week one? We will get updates on that as we get closer to training camp. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Croc and I, back tomorrow, Locked On 49ers.